1: Hey, welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast, where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, the National Accounts Manager with Hidware USA. I'm joined today by three other lovely folks, but of course, before we get to them, we're going to talk to you about our good friends over at Tervis. Uh, they've been around since 1946, and they're celebrating 75 years, and they started business with their uh, with their classic uh, line, which is awesome. Sleek styles make perfect for the active and on-the-go lifestyle. Tervis original double-wall insulated drinkware that keeps your cold drinks cold and reduces that condensation. Backed by a made-for-life guarantee, Tervis the original customizable double-wall insulated drinkware that keeps your hot drinks hot and your cold drinks cold. They're available in several sizes as well, including a 16-ounce mug, a 16 or 24-ounce tumbler, and a 24-ounce water bottle made from Triton plastic, made in America, lifetime warranty, dishwasher and microwave safe, and they're BPA-free. So go check them out at TervisPromos.com. Tell them. The Industry insider sent you. Why don't we say hi to Meg Erber? Hey,
0: everybody!
1: How did how did uh, how did what's his face call? What, what did he what did he call you, Steven, What what was what was his uh, <laughs> Erber? Erber <laughs> Meg the Terminator Erber. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm really excited because tonight is the um, the PPEF live concert series at 4:45 p.m. Steven and I are on that committee as well um so we're super excited about that and if you guys don't know about it you can check it out on facebook there is an event but i just wanted to give that big shout out to that because again a lot of work has been put into that and it's all going to be for the scholarships so check it out register and, and donate
2: hashtag shred for scholarships yeah for scholarships. <laughs> there you
1: go that other voice was our, uh, our our normal sit-in partner Stephen mcfadden how are you doing <laughs> sir
2: good just about got thrown against the wall there when you, when you got shifted.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I like to I like to keep things uh, keep things fresh and and you know keep you on your toes. So
2: I had to yeah. had to throw
1: you against the other side of the wall
2: there. <laughs> you did, you did it. Yeah, doing great, man. We got uh, some travel lined up, some more travel, and it feels like uh, a normal month of uh, pre travel. everything. So
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Very good, man. Glad to hear it. Well, June 8th, we've got uh, our good friend John Morris on. Very excited to have you, very special guest. And, you know, John, it is customary for us to have our uh, uh, our special guest uh, give a a good three to four minute introduction of yourself, maybe how you got started in the promotional products industry and what the hell you've
2: been up to since. So take it away, sir. Right on. Thanks so much for having me on the show. First off, I appreciate it. Uh, Interestingly enough, I feel like I was sent here by some universal higher power. I have no idea how in the world that happened, but Um, I came from consulting and investment banking. Right. And so talk about completely different types of industries. Uh, But I had been seeing this number 1018, which happens to be my birthday. I kept seeing it. Right. So it only happens two times a day on the clock, but I would see it once or twice every time every day. I'd look at the clock for some reason it'd be 1018. Right. So I came in for a nine o'clock interview. I've been struggling to figure out where I want to go in life. And I was kind of a in a in an interesting situation next thing i know i walk out of the interview and i turn on my car And what time is it Ten eighteen. so i looked up to the sky and i said okay i get what you're saying I, tell, I i'm supposed to be here right and uh it's just been an absolute uh magical mystery tour if you will uh started here in november of 2016 and uh have been learning the industry and trying to add my value and benefit which i think is more than anything, bringing kind of an advisor type of a approach to a commodity. Um, Because I came from consulting and investment banking, although you're selling outcomes, right? You're selling a lot of advisement um, and you're breaking down why somebody isn't getting the outcome that they would like. What are the steps they need to take in order to get to that point? And then you're advising them to get there and you're doing the implementation and so on. Well, we wanted to go from distribution to deck and decoration to more of an agency type of a feel where rather than saying to a client, Hey, look, how many do you need? And when do you need them? Um, instead saying, why do you need them? Like, what is the outcome that you're looking to achieve? Um, so that was a major focus. When I started with a company four and a half years ago in the sales, I started a sales manager um, within a year and a half. I was promoted director of sales. And then October of last year, I was moved to executive director of brand and A lot of that has to do with the fact that we came to the realization going through COVID that we needed to become a media company, right? We didn't want to create content as an organization. We wanted to become a media company. Um, So if we're controlling the messaging and we're controlling the brand awareness and we're creating massive amounts of attention, which is what our intent is to do, then we feel like we're going to create more lead generation and we're going to simplify the process. What's been really cool is and getting on uh, Zoom calls with potential clients or even going to speak at engagements, folks are now saying, I feel like I know you, and (laughs) I've never met them before, right? So you probably have that feeling because you host this podcast. By the way, one of the most challenging things to do in sales is to break ice, right? They know you're trying to sell them. They know that. So they naturally have a defense mechanism put up. We all do this, right? It's like when you go to the mall, you walk into the mall, and you know you were going to buy a suit, and you walk into the – the store and the person says, can I help you? And you're like, no, 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 I don't need help. Yes, you did. You, you need help. You need, you need help. But we put up this defense mechanism. So by doing all this uh, social media content creation, uh, hosting the podcast and creating all this, um, you know, this noise, if you will uh, what's ended up happening is it's increased, not only the lead generation, but it's sped up the sales cycle because now what it took us five calls to do, we can do in four. We can do it in three because we can get right to solution, right to what is it that you desire instead of having to explain who we are, what we do, and our why, right? The why is out there in the universe. So that has been my mission uh, for Club Callers. It went from sales manager, director of sales, to um, a dog barking, and then to um, executive director of brand, which has been creating as much attention for Club Callers as possible. We feel like it's time for us to be a household name. So that's what we're going to do.
1: That's awesome. So John, let me ask you, is it a, is it a libra thing, the whole 1018 cuz I swear my birthday is 1013 and I see that on the clock right on. like every single day. Maybe it like is. I, I don't the know. I look randomly and I see 1013 on the clock all so
0: the time. So it's called something, John. I'm really into that stuff too actually. So sorry. To the Biter-Mainhoffs? Yes. Take the Nespressos. <laughs> 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 He's just standing there. Okay, that's awkward. I'm
2: is it the, the, the Spider Mainhof thing? Where, like, standing there. You, um, it, you recognize it.
0: Super awkward. Remember. Anyway, um you
2: No, know, I'm not sure really? what it was, but what was really yeah. interesting is um I was in a really tough spot in life in that I walked away from a high, high, high salary um with no plan. And that I, I did that because um my moral compass was constantly at, at a battle with what the direction of that organization was going and the way that they kind of operated it was a really really highly intense environment i learned a ton i wouldn't be who i am now if i hadn't gone through that process but it was pretty painful um and i walked away from it with no plan because my mental health was just starting to get awful um and at that point you know you start really searching for messages right you start you start looking for anything you like um, so i had like an eight month period where. The world kicked my rear end because i had this resume where i thought i was number one and this and that but when you're number one at a company that doesn't have a great reputation um that doesn't turn out well and uh by the way they don't throw big six figure uh salaries around right so in many cases in sales when you walk into a new sales department in a new industry um, you're almost starting over um so getting that executive level sales role was fairly difficult for me. So I was out of work for quite a while. And then finally, I just needed a win. I accepted a job at another place. And I was in the orientation when club callers called me. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so what I was um, saying
0: was, yeah, sorry, firm believer of, of signs and everything. And just a, a quick story, because I want to hear more about um, why we connected and everything. But you know, when my brother passed away a couple years ago, and I hadn't he was he died of alcoholism you know and and it's it was very sad very very sad so you always after someone like that passes you have you live with so much guilt right like what what could i have done better what i could have done this i could have done that but you know at the end of the day they are responsible for themselves um but i still struggled with it and um i heard some people talking about this book at yoga and i kept hearing it over and over again i'm like all right the universe is trying to tell me to listen or read to this book so i downloaded it on audible it was called signs by Laura Lynn Jackson, um, 10 out of 10, highly recommend. I literally tell everybody about this who is grieving or wants to, I was so skeptical about it when I first listened to it. And I was like, oh, but it, it actually changed my life. And right before um, we started recording, actually, Stephen had that shirt on and I said, I really love that. It's like, um." so I have a steer head and that's the sign actually that my brother sends me. I know that's kind of weird, but oh. so yeah. So it's kind not of weird. Era.
2: It's not weird if you believe it.
0: no it's not i mean but it sounds when people don't believe it or don't understand Mm. it it's like okay cookie. but like you really i i i recommend that book for anyone that's like looking for answers or just needs some i don't know getting all shaky inside but anyway
2: if you're listening maybe your sign is that meg just told you to read the book signs
0: (laughs) i should get a commission off this i think i tell everybody (laughs) about this book um, but that kind of brings me to um, how we got introduced. Um, first yeah. of all, I've known of Club Colors forever. They're a very big, you know, distributor in this industry. You guys do a great job, but um, I don't even know if we were friends or whatever. But your podcast or your—I'm sorry—you had posted a very personal story on LinkedIn, and it and it grabbed me. You, first off, you you have this energy about you that just radiates. It it really does, and not everybody has that it factor. And like you said, you weren't even you've only been in this promotional product industry a couple of years. It looks like you've been doing this for forever. And it looks like that you just you know embraced it, um, and you're not jaded by it. And I was just really I was like wow. And then I started listening to your story, and your story really resonated with me. And I don't know if you want to talk about a little bit of that and and how and why you you were very comfortable telling that story. And, and I feel like it's a big part of being accountable too, is putting that story out there so you can. Yeah.
2: That's so yeah, that's... you want
0: to talk about that?
2: Yeah, so uh, first off, thank you for your kind words. Uh, you, you made a, an old man feel nice. Uh, I appreciate that. So, um, so I started messing around with LinkedIn um, and trying to figure out the algorithm, which by the way, if anyone knows how to figure out the algorithm, uh, please send me a note, but I think I've got to kind of figure it out, right?
0: I think so. You're doing great. You're doing
2: great. <laughs> um, but I, so I started understanding that the content creation that you provide, um, if it is all commodity based promotion, and if you're selling constantly, eventually you start to sound like Charlie Brown's teacher, and um, it just it, it it turns people off, right? People tend to go onto a social platform because they're looking for something, and most of the time when somebody's looking for something, it starts with their heart right? They're starting with that heart. They need something to pick them up. They need commonality. They need somebody mm-hmm. that is in a leadership position to say it's okay. Um, they need somebody that they believe in or trust or or are inspired by their thought leadership to be raw and emotional and vulnerable and, and just to open up and communicate. That's what connects. The more Commoditized your industry is, the more you have to humanize your brand and your content creation, so for instance, jeff, you've got a bunch of hats back there, right yep. I'm looking at the hats, but I'm not looking at the hats as much as I'm looking at you wearing the hat and how that might make you feel right? Yep. The hats are cool, but it's more where'd you get the hat? Why does that hat mean something to you and how does, it, how does that make you feel, right? You're rocking that hat, man. You got that leather patch going, right? So, oh, yeah. But there might be a backstory to that. So I started to recognize really quick that it's never, it's never the, the picture. It's the backstory to it, right? And so I developed a cadence in content creation. And if you're going to get people to pay attention to your organization and your products and services, first they've got to be inspired by you. Second, they've got to want to engage with you, and then they'll embrace and accept the influence, right? So it's inspire, engage, influence, and that is the cadence that I utilize for content creation. Now, what does inspire mean? Does inspire mean if I tell you that I just, every day I win? That's all I do. I win every day. Forget it. Then you're not human. I got no interest in that. Like, right. you're just an egomaniac. I'm tuning you Narcissist,
0: out. I Yep. forget it. Bye.
2: Forget it. You yep. lost me, right. What, <clears throat> the reason that we like Rocky, right? The movie Rocky, is it cause he's right, right? It's not cause he's Rocco, right? <laughs> it's cause he came from nothing. It's cause he went through hell. It's cause he was poor. It's because he, he, he battled. It's because he was afraid. It was because he had to overcome, right? That is what makes you want to run behind him in Philadelphia to get to the statue. That's what makes you want to cheer for Rocky. That's what endears you to Rocky. It's not the wins. It's the flaws he had to overcome to get to the wins. I could go, how many stories you want me to tell you about that? What's the kid, the Notre Dame movie, the kid, you know, the, the Rudy. It was this Rudy. Rudy, right? I mean, how many stories are there out there? Okay, yeah. so guess what? That's not because Hollywood's got it right. That's because humans have it right. Humans get it. We get it. We want we want the person that's been overlooked, that's been the smallest kid on the team, or or the the person that battles. We want them to win, right? So I started to recognize that. I'm posting commodity stuff. Nobody's saying anything. Really cool decoration, right? Man, check out this embroider machine, right? It's really, Nobody's saying anything. And then all of a sudden, I made this life choice. And I know that it was a really good life choice because three hours later, we got a phone call that my mother-in-law had a massive stroke. So since I was a child, I've had massive depressive anxiety disorder. Um, so I'm very influential. In case you didn't know, I'm very persuasive. Guess who I'm most persuasive to? Me. (laughs) Me. Man, I can tell myself some stuff. And if that stuff is really positive, I can do that stuff. But sometimes that mind shifts and goes the wrong way. And I can tell myself to do some really bad stuff too. And I can just feed that beast and pound it down and pound it down and pound it down and just wear it. And I can destroy myself as fast as I can build up 10 people. It's just been in me. I can't do anything about it. I wear it. I own it. It's a chemical thing. I was born this way. This is what it is. Mom and dad didn't do anything to me. Nobody bullied, like nobody did. The world didn't do this to me. This is DNA. So guess what doesn't match with that chemical, right? A depressive. What's a depressive? Alcohol. So I never had an alcohol issue. What I had was a sick of being depressed and having an anxiety issue. I was just flat out sick of it. And guess what? The only way to stop that was I had to make a major change. So I said, okay, this funny guy, this hyper energetic guy that is at every party. And I think people just invite me to the party because I'm just going to like do something goofy at the party. And then I'll have too many drinks that I do something even stupider. And then the next morning I'm crying in the bathroom well, that I embarrassed myself. And everybody funny, else is going, that was hysterical. I'm like, that wasn't hysterical. I made a fool out of myself. So I wanted to get I wanted to strip myself of that part but moreover I wanted to I wanted to feel every emotion completely and I wanted to live out what I believe is my potential. So I was in a constant fight with my present and my potential. My potential was saying what the hell are you doing and was beating on my present and my present was saying this is awful. This is awful. What are you doing? What are you doing? Thank God my potential won. So I decided that I was going to become sober 69 days today. So as of uh, whenever this is airing, it'll be, it'll be whatever, 80 something. Who knows? Yeah, that's amazing. Whatever it is, feeling, <laughs> feeling fresh, baby. Uh, but three hours after I made that decision with quite honestly, a little bit of a talking to from the love of my life, who we just celebrated 19 years of marriage, but, um, she's a little tough Belgian Hungarian woman, and she she laid into me. And this time, but she did it different this time. She said, "You are absolutely brilliant, and you're wasting it." Uh, any other time that well, oh, I just got it out of my throat. Any other time that she had said that to me, uh, that she had said, "Hey, look, you got to get contr- you got to get control, whatever." It was always that I was messing up. Right? This time, it was, "You're absolutely brilliant, and you're wasting it." How much more brilliant could you be? And when she said that to me, that's all I heard. I didn't hear the other part. So at that point, I went, I'm not doing it for you. I'm going to do it for me because I need to live out that brilliance. I need to live out that brilliance. And you will ind- indirectly benefit from that, that brilliance. Three hours later, her mom has a massive stroke. And we had a, uh, a week later, her father-in-law moves in to our house. Her mom is in a home now. Um, everything changed. We had to move out to their apartment. We had to completely change everything. Um, and guess what? I would have gone haywire. I would have gone haywire had I not made that decision. So something told me it was time and I heard it. I heard it's it. was It <laughs> It was time. The sign came. Okay. So to your point, what, what post did you see? I started posting about that. So I yeah. sat down on a Sunday morning. Now this is the beauty of club colors. Okay. This is not my vision, right? Club color is not my vision. It's Chris Tossie and Jeff Balmay's vision. Chris Tossi and Jeff Balmé are fantastic human beings. They're absolutely brilliant at what they do, but they don't want to be out. They don't want to do this. No. They don't want to be out front. A
0: lot of people don't. They just don't.
2: Yeah. So, so my conversations with our, them are, what do, hey, what do, you want, what do you want the story to be? What do you want the mission to be? So I carry out the mission of Club Colors on their behalf. So I am, I'm not the president, right? I'm not the president. I'm, I'm a general. They tell, they give me the message, I carry it out, right? But they also allow me to have a personal brand and be authentic because they understand that I have to get my truth out in order for, for me to completely progress as a human being, which in turn provides benefit to the organization. They allow me to be me and to tell my story. Now there's certain boundaries, right? That We're not gonna get too in depth with some crazy stuff, right? But But they allow me to say, this is the journey I'm on. And this is where I'm going. And what what totally blasted it for me was that post on a Sunday morning, I wrote the post that I'm like one week sober or whatever. I wrote the post. I read it about eight times, and I said, this is either going to blow up or I'm going to get blown up, right? And instead, what I got was so much love and support and validation. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, guess what? People started – I got like – uh, 25,000 views to that post and uh, on top of that um, people started sending me DMs I'm a CEO of X com- this company and I'm 32 years I got literally within 3 days I got like 150 DMs from CEOs, presidents, VPs account managers, secretaries administrative assistants, you name it saying I'm sober X amount of days, I'm sober, thank you for posting that, that made me feel good guess what they all did they all went to the Club Colors page. They all d- dug deeper into my profile. They all tuned into In the Club because now they went, who is this dude, right? And guess what? I've been very careful with that because I don't want to exploit my personal journey. But I have to let you in to who I am to inspire a little bit so that you'll engage. And once you engage, then I can I can connect. And once we're connected, then I can drip a little influence on you. And it's turned into revenue from that. And that wasn't my intent. My (laughs) intent was not that. My honest to God intent was, I have a fear of letting other people down.
0: Yeah, and I think that comes with, I, I, everything that you said, it's like, it completely resonates. And that one fear, I think, I, that's my biggest fear is letting people down. You know, I have a hard time saying no to people because I'm like, I, I want to help. I want to fix, I want to whatever. But so, so I get that. And I love everything that you're saying. That's what social media does. I mean, it can be really bad or it can be really good if you embrace it and you use it to let people know that you're a human. And I've always said that, you know, it, it really humanizes us. Otherwise you're just an order taker. And, and that's how yes. you're going to be treated.
2: We want to be treat- order makers, right? and yeah. so my wife was really upset about the post to be honest with this she's like why do you do this why do you have to tell everyone why are you doing this and I said honey here's the reality I can let myself down but if I've got 8,000 people that follow me and that are giving me this much love and support I can't let them down now so now I'm super accountable because I can't put all that post out and everyone's following and saying uh this is outstanding and then all of a sudden, you know." I'm, um, you know, back to it. So this is a permanent, permanent, per, I'm saying it now on a podcast. So now I'm really accountable. This is a <laughs> permanent lifestyle change. And guess what? Everything's up to the right.
1: Love it. Oh, yeah. Now, I think it's awesome that you brought up Rocky a little while ago too, because very early on, when you were talking about like getting getting the crap kicked out of you for like several years, I can't remember exactly what the what that part of uh, your story was, but uh, I just that's that Rocky is what popped into my head, you know, and that, that last Rocky movie where you know it's not about how hard you hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep going. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought about when you said that. So I think it, it was incredible that you brought that up,
2: uh, you know, as part of the story later down the road too. So
1: very cool, man.
2: Appreciate it. Yeah, that was. Um... You know i worked in an environment where at one point at 23 years old so i walked i went from stand-up comedy (laughs) at 21 22 it was at second city in chicago really bad at it and then i needed like a day job right so i talked to a buddy of mine that i went to college with and he's like yeah my older brother's at this consulting firm he's just making bank right so next thing you know i'm i'm uh i'm asking my older brother if i can borrow a tie and going for the interview i get hired it's straight commission sales. They put you on a phone. They give you a stack of leads, right? And the leads all have writing on them. So somebody's been calling them for three weeks, right? And it says CB callback, callback one week, um, NA not available, right? Whatever it was, VM voicemail. So you're calling these leads and, you know, the client picks up and they're like, this is the ninth time somebody's called me this week. And it's just screaming at you, right? So just just kind of one of those boiler room call center environments and, It lit me up though. Cause I was like, okay, I can't play baseball anymore. I can't play sports anymore. Like I'm not getting my college career is over in that regard. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going anywhere with this. This is my new sport. Let's see what happens. So we (laughs) just started pounding the phone. Right. And I got really, really good at it by 25. I was running uh, 65 straight commission salespeople. um, And we were, you know, just cranking them, cranking out sale after sale. So the salesperson would go out on the appointment. Right. And it was mandatory that they called it into to me. Okay. So they would get the client 60% of the way there, 70% of the way there. And then I would get on the phone and I'd have to close the deal. Now, make a long story short. When I came in for the interview at Club Colors, I had been getting stiff-armed because the company that I'm referring to, and I'm not going to say their name because I'm not giving them any promotion whatsoever, but they had, um, they had a poor reputation based on the ownership team. Not the people. The ownership team, not the service, the ownership team. And that reputation was pretty sour. So I had been going on interviews and I was getting stiff arm because they would get to that portion, which was the majority of my career. Number one rank, all-time sales leader, all-time executive sales leader, da da da, da. But they'd see the name of the company. They'd look up the name of the company and get stiff arm. You could see their face change. Like, oh, you were number one there. That means you're bad, right? So I get to the interview here and Chris Tossi, who's co-CEO here. He flips down to the bottom of the page, and he goes, oh, you worked here? And I stood up, and I said, is the interview over? Because I thought it was. And he goes, no. I worked there um, at 19 years old. I used to write leads for uh, people in the Atlantic Coast. And they would call it into this guy, and he would just close everything. And he goes, my first paycheck was $3,000 for one week at 19. And he goes, like, I would write leads, and I said, so, Atlantic Coast, where were you writing? He goes, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New York. So, I rifled off three names. He goes, that's who I wrote for. How did you? Wh- I go, I was the guy. <laughs> and no I got, like, hired on the spot.
0: This is meant to be. There's no doubt right. in my mind that was meant to right. be. So, then I go outside so in the
2: car, and it's 1018? Oh. I mean, like, come on. It's a book.
0: It's a freaking book. Close. Yep. Wow.
1: So John, oh, that's, I mean, an incredible story, incredible, incredible story. story. And I know we, we need to get wrapped up, but so what, what would be like within 30, 30 seconds to a minute, what would you say is like the, the thing that you would recommend to folks having now gone through this experience yourself? Like, what would you recommend to the audience?
2: First off, uh, be absolutely 100% authentically and vulnerable yourself. You were created that way and let that baby rip, let it rip be you. Be you, even if it's yeah. quirky, crazy, whatever. And if your company doesn't like it, you're at the wrong damn company. There so you go. find a place where <laughs> f- find a place where you're going to be fully embraced and you can let it rip. I don't know about you, but I suck at being somebody else. I'm really freaking good at being me. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, that's my message to you. The person looking you back in the mirror is the best person that you can possibly be. Be every bit of it. That's that. awesome. You're I'm lead, inspired. John.
0: Yeah. He's like, I love it. I love it. Great job.
1: Dave, <laughs> Megan, anything else to uh, to add?
0: Uh, no. I just I want to keep like, listening.
1: I know. <laughs> right. I
0: notes, John. I, I'm, you're an incredible human being. I wish nothing but the absolute best for you. I want to keep following your story. John, where can people connect with you? On LinkedIn, TikTok? Tell us, tell the crowd where we can. Uh... Absolutely.
2: So first off, if you're not following me on LinkedIn, shame on you. Let's go. We're having a great time. And by the way, I don't just create content. What I do is I comment on all of your posts. I'm up till 1 a.m. in the morning. I will comment on your posts. I comment on 60 posts a day. Let's go. <laughs> Second. If you haven't seen In the Club podcast, Powered by Club Colors, it's on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Check it out. As soon as you're done watching the Industry Insider, you need to go to In the Club, Powered by Club Colors. You need to watch their version, then my version, then their version. And you just switch back and forth, and you binge watch, and you'll have a very, very, very good life. You'll be super entertained. You will have all the educational knowledge that you need to know about promotional products, branded solutions, and so on. So look, what are we doing out there if you're not getting in the game? By the way, if you if you uh, haven't checked out our club colors page, please do so. We're doing goofy TikToks. Why? Because we're goofy people. So why not? Let's have fun. This is a fun industry. Have fun for gosh sakes. This is not a commodity. This is a we change lives. We put smiles on faces. Let's go.
1: Damn straight. Hey John, did you know Meg is a viral sensation on TikTok? She I, is. I,
2: I, I, heard. Yeah. I heard. I heard. I viral. have to you gotta go have on to. and comment on hers. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: lord.
0: <laughs> Oh, Lord, I'm blushing. We'll, we'll save that
1: story <laughs> for another time. I
2: love yeah.
0: it. All right.
1: Well, look, all, all this uh, podcast listening, uh, you know, between the Club Colors podcast and then the Industry Insider and flipping back and forth, you guys are going to be thirsty. So you're going to need a, a nice drinking vessel uh, to hold your water. Right. Uh, so, look, Tervis is awesome. Uh, they've added stainless to their well-established line about two years ago with the goal of being better than the competition by utilizing state-of-the-art custom 360-degree UV printing. They're available in four different sizes, a 12-ounce, 20-ounce, 30-ounce, and, and also a 24-ounce uh, water bottle. And now they've got uh, 24, 30, and 40-ounce wide mouth bottles, which is pretty awesome. Five-year warranty. They're 18.8 copper lined, vacuum insulated. They'll keep your drinks hot for eight hours, keep them cold for 24 hours. you got to go check them out at turvispromos.com. Make sure you get yourself a good drinking vessel to listen to all these podcasts and stay hydrated uh listen tell me the industry insider sent you john thank you so much man really my love pleasure. the story and uh so so glad to have met you and uh looking forward to seeing you in person down the road man my pleasure turvis that
2: logo is off the hook come on yeah how does that not make your brand pop it's nice
1: it definitely makes it pop. talk
2: about brand impressions let's go get in the game call turvis <laughs> that's
1: Good. awesome all right guys Really appreciate so it. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time. And John, thanks again, man. Really appreciate Cheers. you.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.